Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, it's such an awesome privilege to bring the Word of God to you today and I'd like to thank Pastor Joe, the set man of this ministry, for this wonderful opportunity to share with you. I pray that God will give you an understanding heart as you hear His words and empower you to do what you hear today. This week we're going to be concluding a message I started the last time I was on and it's entitled, Loved by the Shepherd. My text is taken from Psalm 23, which is a well-known Psalm of David, who was a shepherd and so knew by experience the great love of the shepherd for the sheep and the relationship they had. We already um, considered verses 1 to 3 and if you missed that you can always go to our website spreadthewordglobalministries.org and you will find the part one of this message there. We're going to continue from verse 4 through to 6 today and as a quick recap of what I shared the last time, Psalm 23 speaks of intimacy between the shepherd and his sheep which led to the wonderful benefits we see from verses 2 to 6. The images in the psalm help us understand the immense love of the shepherd for his sheep and his watchful care of his sheep. We saw that the Lord Jesus is our good shepherd and we are his sheep. And unlike your average shepherd, he does not vacillate. He's dependable and trustworthy. He is the almighty whose powers no one can stand. He's the all-sufficient father who loves us fiercely. And with him as our shepherd, we have absolutely nothing to fear. We also saw that the consciousness of his presence in our lives enables us be at rest and live in peace, regardless of what is going on in our lives and around us. Finally, we saw that we should be open to his leadership, both physically and spiritually. He has already mapped out the path we should take that will lead us to fulfillment, to peace and abundance. But it's up to us to allow him lead us in those tracks or go the journey on our own. The choice is ours. And my encouragement is to let the ultimate guide, Jesus, lead because we can be sure he will lead us to victory no matter what comes our way. You know, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says he always causes us to triumph. So continuing on to verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shard of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The truth that Jesus is with us does not mean that we'll live a problem-free life. However, it will eradicate fear from our lives when we live with the consciousness of his presence and his love for us. You know, there are times the temptation to fear will be so strong. You know, when the challenges arise, when you receive that terrible diagnosis, you know, when you can't afford the mortgage, but remember, he's with you. And he that is in you and with you is greater than he that is in the world. And with him, you will overcome. Let me encourage you with these verses in Psalm 112, reading from verses 6 to 8 from the NIV. It says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. In the end, 
they will look in triumph on their foes. I love that God, the script writer, always reminds us of the end of the story, triumph, victory. Also know that it says here in verse 4 of Psalm 23 that though we walk through the valley, through the challenge, it's a walkthrough, meaning that it's not permanent. You're not going to be stuck in that difficulty. You know, I remember the Lord highlighting the word through to me in a difficult season, and it brought a lot of reassurance to me that that challenge was not going to take me out, and I was going to come out of victor because He's with me. You know, there are certain situations we cannot pray away. We have to pass through them, but I can assure you that at the end of that season will be something glorious. You can trust God's heart in every situation. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 from the NIV says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, in we, we see that in the life of Joseph. Joseph, God gave Joseph big dreams, but they didn't become a reality immediately. He went through a lot of difficulties. And the amazing thing is that the Bible records are through it. The Lord was with him. You know, we find that in Genesis 39 verse 2, and it says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful and prosperous man. This account was talking about Joseph as a slave, not a free man, but a slave in Potiphar's house. And you know, the enemy still tried to frustrate God's plans for Joseph, even after this account. He was thrown into prison after he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. But even while in prison, the Bible records again that the Lord was with him. You find that again in Genesis 39, 20 to 21. And we know the end of the story. The word of the Lord prevailed in his life. So if you're going through a difficult season, I pray for you today that the Lord will grant you the grace and the strength you need as you pass through those, challenge, in those challenging seasons. Hold on tight to the Good Shepherd and hold on tight to his word. That word, his words will prevail in your life if you don't quit. You know, the later part of verse 4 says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The image here is that of a shepherd carefully and lovingly watching and guiding his sheep. The rod was used to defend the sheep against predators and to guide the sheep going astray back to the flock. You know, a good shepherd Jesus is not waiting to smite us and punish us when we go astray or do wrong. But in his love, he gently corrects and brings us back to him. Hebrews 12, 6 says the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And my prayer today is that the Lord will help us discern his correction from the enemy's condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the shepherd's staff has a curly end which he uses to pull a sheep out if it fails or was injured. You know, the shepherd would also lean on the staff for support as they journeyed. In the same way, God delivers us out of the troubles we find ourselves in as we look to him. And through his word, he supports, strengthens and gives us the stamina to go through life of victor. I pray that we find great comfort in knowing that Jesus lovingly brings us back when we go the wrong way and he's ever watchful and ready to defend and protect us as we trust him. Verse 5 um, of Psalm 23 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The Lord is seen not only as a shepherd in the psalm, but he's seen as a great host who carefully and strategically puts a feast together full of his great provisions of all we could ever need. And do you know what? It's fully paid for by him. Note here that the feast is prepared right in the presence of our enemies. So the Lord prepares a table of health in the presence of sickness. He, he, 
He prepares a table of peace in the presence of storms, of pandemic, a table of abundance in the presence of lack, a table of strength in the presence of weakness, a table of courage in the presence of fear. And you know, you know that God not only provides what we need, he's able through his mighty power to at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. You know, a good shepherd wants us to enjoy the abundant life he came that we may have, even when there are enemies of sickness, of lack, you know, family challenges around us. Don't wait for the challenges to be over before you enjoy life. In the midst of the problems, I encourage you to make up your mind to rejoice and be glad in him, determined to outlast your position the opposition, that is the enemy. Recruit the help of trusted friends to come alongside you and hold your hands up as you lay hold on life. Remember, we've been told the end of the story, victory. It says in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We can find that in Romans 8, 37. So let the blessed hope we have in him encourage and strengthen you today to keep going even when it seems as if all hell is breaking loose. Remember, he works all things together for our good. You know, Pastor Jerry Seville coined this phrase a few years ago that if the devil can steal your joy, then he can keep your goods. You know, he can keep the blessings of the Lord, which well, which he bought and paid for and the pre- with, his, with his precious blood. You know, Satan, Satan is a thief and it's important we are on guard and resist the temptation of falling into despair and hopelessness when hard times come. Don't let him steal your joy. You know, in Isaiah 12 verse 3, it says that with joy shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. Joy is a fetcher. You know, salvation has a lot of benefits. It's got healing, deliverance, peace, prosperity, both of the soul and materially. And the way we draw this benefits is with joy, just like you draw water from a well. Our joy is an indication that we believe that what he has promised he will do. You know, a little child who desires a toy will run off with, with joy once you get a prom once they get a promise from you that you will get the toy for them, even before they see the toy. As far as that child is concerned, your promise is just as good as though it's a done deal. So you know that should be that should be our response to the Lord's promises. You know, like all of us. I know by experience how hard it is to be joyful in the midst of pain, but I pray for us today that the Holy Spirit, our paraclete, our helper, will help and empower us to be joyful in the midst of that pain. I pray today that he releases his joy to us in the name of Jesus. So on the table in the um, presence of your enemies also indicates that the enemy is right there at the feast prepared by the Lord. And he will try to get you to listen to his lies and to focus on what is not happening as yet for you. He could tell you things like you're not going to make it. This is a hopeless situation. You've never come out of that difficulty. You know, that sickness will kill you. But you must stand your ground and shut him down. Don't let him get comfortable at the feast by listening to and agreeing with his lies. Shut down his suggestions that come to your mind that does not agree with the word of God and embrace God's word. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, um, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him, that is resist him and be strong in faith. You know, it's our responsibility to resist the devil, to resist his distractions, to shut down his lies. And I pray for the grace for you today to do this and to keep your focus on the great host of the feast. That is our shepherd Jesus, for all we need is found in him. 
So verse 5, B says, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. You know, I pray for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit on you today. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, it talks about David being anointed by Samuel. And I love what it says in the message translation. It says, Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him with his brothers standing around watching. And hear this, the Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind. God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. You know, I love that we are vitally empowered. We're graced to fulfill our purpose as this anointing comes on us. And I pray that that will be your experience today in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, in verse 6, it says, Surely, not maybe, but surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, I love the confidence of David in this verse, and I pray that we'll go through life with the same confidence and assurance that his goodness and mercy are following us continually, even in the midst of that difficulty. In Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, paraphrasing, it says that his mercies are new every morning. Every morning, receive a fresh dose of his goodness and mercy and the grace to go through the day undefeated. Like David, make up your mind to dwell in his house, to cultivate and maintain an intimate relationship with our shepherd, Jesus, to keep growing in your knowledge of him, because that is where fulfillment is found. And you know, our relationship with Jesus does not end in this life. It continues in the life hereafter. That is for those of us who have received him as our Lord and Savior. And I can tell you it's a glorious and victorious life. And if you haven't received him and you'd like to, or if you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus, you can say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you and declare that you are my Lord and Savior. Help me live for you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. I encourage you to join the local church and grow with other believers. You are in for a glorious life with Jesus. And remember, you are loved by the shepherd. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.